0: Hi, my name is Dr Warwick Bishop, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast and videocast station. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with a patient, Dan, who's joined me to share with us his story. Hi, Dan, welcome. Hi, Warwick, and it's nice to be here. Look, um, I'm really very pleased to have the opportunity t- for you to share your story. It's extraordinary. Um, very briefly, Dan's background is he's young he's uh, had coronary artery bypass grafting and he's now sitting here having a cup of coffee with me and now we're going to dig in and get some more details around that so Dan, tell us a bit about yourself, your age where you live, your kids and what you do.
1: Yes so I'm uh, 45 years old, live at Clifton Beach in Tasmania a young family, 11 year old daughter, 13 year old son um, an engineer, from a, have a construction background and uh, I'd say I keep myself reasonably fit, do a lot of long distance running, surfing, water sports, and uh, the furthest thing from my mind was uh, open heart surgery.
0: So I'll let you in on a secret, guys. Um, Dan and I have just been for a run, and uh, it'd be fair to say uh, he showed me a clean pair of heels for most of the way, but it's quite possible that uh, we wouldn't have been able to undertake the run we just did if things had gone differently. So. Dan, do you want to just share with me your journey and what what's brought you to where we are right now?
1: Yeah, I, um, it started last year. I play what I call old man soccer. It's at a slower pace than uh, back in my younger days, but it's still a pretty competitive little game. And um, I was playing, it was back in September, um, and just after the game, the keeper of the other team had a heart attack. Um, we had a... Uh, a nurse there who was able to assist, and a police officer, and um, do CPR, and unfortunately later that evening he passed away, and um, I, left that, I left that day thinking, apart from the tragedy, I don't think I um, was able to assist in the way that I could have, so I signed up to do a um, life-saving course, Clifton Beach Surf Life-Saving, and ironically during that I got an um, ear infection which took me to the doctors. And the doctor um, said, oh, at your age, you should do a couple of blood tests, check your cholesterol, see how you're traveling. I hadn't been sick for 10 years. I hadn't been to the doctors for seven. And um, in doing so, my cholesterol was, I think, high eights. And I was like, oh, that's uh, unexpected. So he, uh, he sent me to, um, to Warwick and um, off I went to see Warwick. and. I think both of us at the time thought, well, I presented healthy, I'm fairly fit, but as a preventative measure, um, I was directed to do some uh, further testing.
0: Uh, I think it's a CTCA scan. You might want to correct me, Warwick. So uh, when you came to see me down, as far as I recall, no history of smoking and no, no real history of um, premature coronary disease within the family. No. I think your dad had had some problems with his heart, but at a a slightly later age, is that? No, um, it was my uncle.
1: uncle. My my uncle had had a bypass, but that was in his late 60s. Yeah, okay. Um, And I I had no telltale signals. Like I was, um, it was only when I was, you know, running or sprinting in soccer at full pace that I felt that I was a bit short of breath. And I was putting it down to a year of uh, less activity with COVID lockdowns. We were, um, and I wasn't exercising as much as I probably could have. I got a bit complacent and uh,
0: I just thought I'm getting old and unfit.
1: And that was my only telltale.
0: So for those who are um, listening in and don't have the uh, benefit of uh, video for this, we're not, we're not actually doing it by video, but uh, Dan is a tall, slim looking figure. Uh, in no way does he look uh, an unhealthy specimen, and uh, it would be fair to say that he looks like an unlikely candidate for anything to go Mm. wrong. When he came to see me, he asked about risk exactly based on the background that he shared, and um, we talked about trying to be more precise, either just treating his cholesterol, which was high, or doing some imaging to try and find out what was going on with his heart and be most precise about next steps it would be reasonable to say that Dan's risk profile would be low based on current risk calculators, but because of the raised cholesterol, he'd be considered low with risk enhancers, and so a reasonable candidate to have a conversation about CT imaging with. So we spoke about that, Dan, Mm. and you're happy to proceed. And I'll, I'll underline and emphasise that at the time Dan and I caught up, there was no clear history of symptoms, mm. nothing clear-cut. So Dan had, in keeping with current guidelines, signed up to self-fund for mm. his CT scan, which was all quite appropriate.
1: So Yeah. In fact, one of the things I actually was thinking at the time, if I can get this imaging, it might show there's nothing wrong and then I won't have to go on tablets. <laughs> That's actually what I thought. I thought, well, I'll, I'll show that I'm actually fine. And um, I'm happy to do the scanning to show that because I don't want to sign up for a life. Or at the time, that's what I thought. I don't want to sign up for a lifetime of um, cholesterol tablets and um, aspirin.
0: Did I put you on medication when I first saw you?
1: So I remember you saying, "Look, and um, I don't want this to to sound harsh. I'll put you on a low dose of um, aspirin and um, cholesterol tablets because it doesn't look good in the interim if anything goes wrong." (laughs) So it was definitely precautionary, but we, um, yeah, I started a low dose um, aspirin and um, cholesterol just daily, but just as a precaution because we were going to then use the imaging to determine what the best strategy
0: was. So that was a bit of uh, that was a bit of good planning. Well, that's good planning. In <laughs> hindsight, it was a, it was a yeah stroke of good fortune. Well, it also represents that we just don't know what's going on in people's arteries, and if you assume the worst and prepare for the worst and hope for the best mm. then at least you've covered all bases and it sounds like we at least started that with you yeah
1: definitely i mean i left i left the the um meeting with you and i wasn't concerned or scared i just thought yeah this is a nice you know a nice approach prevention you know just you know, what can we do to harm or mi- risk you know the, the worst case scenario yeah, yeah. but i wasn't scared when i left you
0: also, by way of a bit of background, we'd actually been surfing uh, on the same break. Only, oh, soon after that consult, actually, it was actually yeah, a, couple <laughs> later, it was a couple
1: of days later. A couple of days later was a coincidence. We were at, yeah out there surfing. I was there with my daughter. Your daughter was out there, and uh, yeah, at that t- time, it was just a normal life
0: and a normal journey. So, what I was going to say to you is that after the consult, apart from us surfing together. What do you remember uh, your journey after our consultation? What happened next?
1: So, because of the ear infection, I actually had um, had to have ear surgery, and that was from surfing uh, e- um, exostosis removal or bone growth in the ear. So I had the surgery for that, um, which actually meant that my um, scanning got pushed forward till after Christmas, so I couldn't get it done before the surgery, so I had to put it, put it off a little bit. Um, and in that month, this was in November, late November, early December. So in that month of recovery from my ear surgery, I felt that I was not as fit as I had been. And I, if I was doing even some walking or something, I was getting short of breath. And I just thought, oh, this is this surgery has really knocked me around. And I um, remember trying to start running just after Christmas, doing a few short runs, and got short of breath within one or two k. And I'm like, this is this is not normal for me. And um, just after the New Year's, I was running with my wife and just up a shallow hill, a, a, a small hill, and about three or 400 metres in, I had to stop and walk. And I thought, that can't be just, you know, a lack of fitness. Um, and that was the first time, so that was early January, that was the first time that I'd ever thought, oh, there might be something going on. And um, about a week l-
0: Because this is for a 44-year-old bloke who's basically mm. got a history of... Running regularly, has run a sub three hour marathon, surfs regularly, looks after themselves, and you couldn't run up a gentle slope with your wife.
1: Yeah, well, that was it. And that was, and yeah, I'd never ever experienced like that kind of fatigue. Um, but even still, even still, after stopping to walk, I was 100% fine. So if I was running, that was the only time I had even the slightest symptom. Um, so if if I was, Sitting on the couch,
0: I'd have been none the wiser. And then, and then, when was your um? Then when was your uh, scan after that? The scan
1: was the uh, following week, so I had the scan um. Less than a week later, and um, during that, during the well, the scan was fairly normal. But a couple of days after the scan, I might have even been. The, the next day after the scan, I got a message from Warwick to uh, come in and see him. And I thought, that's a little bit too early. <laughs> I thinking, I don't really want to hear from the doctor within 24 hours of the scan.
0: So uh, when I report these scans, I look at them and if there are potentially high risk features or suggestions of any narrowings, we try and bring people in sooner rather than later and often my staff are excellent at sort of saying, we've just had a a vacancy pop up, would you be interested in coming a bit sooner? (laughs) Because the last thing we want to do is create
1: fear and terror, so. Well, that's right, but um, coincidentally, my brother had just had a scan, I think even the day before, and I'd said to him, have you got a message to go and see Warwick?
0: And he said, "Uh, no. I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's disappointing. Well, well, we might take the uh, stress test coming in for the stress Mm. test is a natural break. We'll take a pause there and look to come back, maybe for Mm. part two, if that's okay with you, Dan. You're happy. (laughs) All right, so um, that's part one of Dan's journey through coronary artery bypass grafting as a man at 44 years of age. He's now turned 45 during the time of rehab, I might add. We're gonna come back with um, part two and uh, stay tuned. I hope you found this interesting, informative, And uh, you appreciate the sharing. Take care and bye for now. You have been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review.